Hi. It always sounds so pervy when I'm like, hi, off the microphone. Hi. 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 Welcome back to House of Shoot. Um, I'm Dan. I am the guy who does this podcast. This is House of Shoot, where we talk to content creators about the content that they create. It's really fun. It's really simple. It's something that we've just been doing for a while now. So, yeah. Having a great time doing it. So today's conversation is with Joyce Ling, who is the abundance coach, and she is a, I want to say guru, lifestyle guru. She is, yeah, you'll hear all about it in the conversation, but Joyce is a creator on Instagram, YouTube, and is planning something called the Abundance Circle coming up soon. So plenty in this episode all about that. So hopefully you enjoy this little conversation between me and Joyce. So enjoy. So we are in lockdown, which means that you should be using the internet to buy more stuff so that you're not going out there spreading the virus. Your nan's not going to get sick if you're using the internet. And one of the internet websites is Amazon, Amazon amazon.com, where they'll bring you anything you want. You pay your money, get whatever you want. Why am I bringing it up? I'm bringing it up because we've got links to Amazon that basically kick us back a little bit of money. So they're in the description of this podcast. And basically what you do, you click the right one, whether in the UK, US, Canada, if Canada's in there by the end of this episode. And you go to Amazon, buy what you were going to buy anyway, and then Jeff Bezos over there, the big evil Jeff Bezos, kicks us back a little bit of that money. Doesn't cost you anything more, helps us out, because it means that we can keep sort of invested in this podcast, invested in all the cool stuff that we do at House of Food. And yeah, it's costing you nothing. So if you feel like helping us out, click the link in the description of this, and then away you go, buy some stuff. Stick it to Jeff Bezos. Perfect, right? So I guess since I've already done the introduction, my first sort of thing is like you're the abundance coach, you're Joyce Ling, and for people who are simple like me, I guess, um, what <laughs> do you do? Like what so... are you? What's your thing? Yeah, so it's been sort of a journey, right? And I think, you know, we've had this conversation before, but just being a creator and being creative in general, it's like you always have to adjust and figure out what the audience is looking for, right? And um, so to answer your question, sort of roundabout, Lee, (laughs) um, right now what I do is I mostly coach people who are looking to reach their goals. And usually it has to do with either relationships or just achieving something that they're afraid to achieve or you know they haven't made movement on for a really long time um, because we've all been there, right? Like having a project and realizing, oh, a year later, I keep saying I'm gonna do this thing, but I haven't done it yet. And so as a coach, you know, I create space for my client to really hold them accountable and figure out why they, <laughs> sorry about that. My okay. cat just knocked over the mic. Um, yeah. And figure out why they want to pursue certain things and um, help them get there. Basically that's essentially what a coach does. And in terms of what I coach, sometimes that changes. So it really depends on the perfect client. I would say um, somebody who is, Um, just great to work with and somebody who's willing to put in the effort to change their lives because change is not easy. No. And you kind of, you, so I kind of came across you on, um, uh, it was YouTubers. It was a group for people who make YouTube videos and you did make YouTube videos for a little bit. Um, You kind of gone not doing that anymore. You're more in the Instagram sort of thing now. Um, So let me go to like sort of my first bit that I ask everybody because it makes sense to start. Where did you sort of start with content creation? So you've got your coaching, you want to do the coaching and then I guess you have to meet clients. So maybe you sort of started there and this is a way to sort of get hold of people to work with, I guess. I don't know. You Can you talk, sort of speak a bit on, I'm going on mush mouths because I've just started, I've just literally finished work. This is behind the curtain thing, but I've just kind of, uh, yeah, 
messing up a little bit. But yeah, um, so talk to me about basically how you started in content creation, what got you interested in YouTube, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, because you do it all. You do a lot of stuff and you probably don't see yourself as doing a lot of stuff, but you have quite a big presence, I think, or a big, definitely like a big footprint, in, in definitely in the stuff I consume, um, sort of. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I guess content creation didn't really start for me until last year, mid of 2019, where uh, somebody at work actually asked if I could start taking photos for casual work events. And I had never touched a DSLR before in my life. And yeah, I... Because I've seen some of your pictures (laughs) and they're kind of... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... um, yeah, so that's sort of where it all started, I would say, because uh, I, after after she asked me to do that, uh, work basically was like, oh, well, we don't really want to pay photographer. Joyce, do you want to come take photos for our conference? And I was like, yeah. uh, sure, I guess, like, they'll put me up in a hotel, all that good stuff. So I was like, heck yeah. And so I basically, the weekend before, I looked up a hour-long YouTube video that taught the functionality of the camera and I wanted to learn how to shoot manual you know because I knew I could get by by shooting automatic but I was like man if I'm here I might as well just learn it and so that's what I did and I practiced all that weekend and then shot I guess for the first time professionally you could say Um, (laughs) and Uh, that's where that journey sort of started, where I realized, wow, I can pick up things fairly quickly. So it started with that. And then I started a podcast with a friend, you know, just joking about it at first and then thinking like, wait, why can't I do this? And that was sort of like my first foray into marketing, um, as well as the technical slash creative side of things where I'm learning equipment, you know, audio equipment. How do I upload that? How do I edit audio? And then at the end of last year, I told myself that um, I wanted to be prolific in 2020. Because 2019 for me was all about learning. It was about making sure that I was good, that I was at a stable place in life. And 2020 was about abundance, about being able to share my learnings with the people around me and back in that way, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So, so you yeah. kind of came at it from the, from the, cause a lot of people kind of start making stuff and learn sort of on the job. Whereas you sort of, even though you did initially learn on the job, you were kind of, you were consciously going, actually, I, I probably need to learn more about this before I start making stuff. And that's sort of like, a lot of people you kind of come across in this space are sort of they don't have that like self-awareness where they're like actually yeah I do need to understand how to do this I do need to understand what sort of the manual modes do what I'm doing with audio they just kind of throw content out and don't necessarily think about it and I think that from what I've seen from you one of the big things that you were trying to do when you when I first came across you in I don't know summertime at some point um, was that you were trying to learn everything, every little facet. And it was really interesting to just have a conversation with somebody who was sort of of the same mindset as me in that sense, because I'm always somebody who's like, you don't have to be the best at something as long as you're better than you were last time you did something. And I feel like you've got that. Oh, you definitely did when I was watching YouTube videos and sort of coming at it from that. And it's kind of, it's all it's all sort of interconnected in like your whole mindset. And every time we've spoken has always been about like, motivating yourself being sort of the best you that you can be and i think that in content creation that's sort of like you get what you put in out of it if that makes sense so you kind of you can kind of just churn stuff and not be satisfied with it or you can learn stuff and feel like you've achieved something and i think that you do what i've seen of you you do a a really decent job of improving on each thing so like yeah i just wanted to sort of put that out there as being something that you do also Mm-hmm. Something that I wanted to mention was that your process, from what I can see, from the people that I consume definitely, is fairly unique in that you utilize Instagram a lot more than anybody else that I, I sort of hmm. interact with on a daily basis. So why Instagram? Why sort of... Because you did YouTube, but then most of your stuff's on Instagram now. So why, what took you down that route? Yeah, so first off, thank you for the compliment, because I think that... um 
you know, we get used to the way that we are, right? We don't think yeah. it's any different, but it's nice to have somebody to be like, oh, no, actually, you did you did stand out, you know, because I'm just doing what I do, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of gamers on these sort of channels that are like, oh, watch me play Fortnite for 20 minutes. And I don't want to watch you play Fortnite for 20 minutes, but <laughs> I'd watch what you did for five minutes because it was more interesting and it was more engaging. Right. So, yeah, that, that was where I came from. For sure. Um, so Instagram, mostly because so, OK, so I feel like I've sort of shifted my mindset as well since when we first met, when we first met. I was very much in a, a creator mindset. Yeah. I was like, okay. okay, I'm going to create YouTube videos. My goal is one video a week and I'm going to make sure that I'm learning the skill, right? While I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I realized that, man, I was killing myself to create those videos. And because I'm new at it, I, you know, it took me a long time. So I was like yeah. pulling such late nights just to get out that one video. So I realized like, okay, I'm not actually getting anything out of this. And so mm -hmm. I've sort of shifted more to, I would say, outcome focused versus process focused mindset where I'm thinking yes. about, okay, I still want to create, but how do I create the best content I can at the lowest possible effort while, you know, still delivering quality but something that's more sustainable because right now I'm running my own business, right? So I, I don't have time to just focus on video editing anymore. Yeah. So I need to makes... prioritize and figure out, okay, like what time can I give? So that sort of leads to the Instagram question, right? So if my goal now is to, you know, run, run the business, get clients, Instagram has so many so robust in terms of features because yeah. it does have the photos and the captions right which some people utilize sort of as like a mini blog post which is sort of what i do i do long form captions for the most part um so you have the graphic side you have the writing side you have videos you have stories um and now they have reels right there it's just everything yeah. all in one and it also um, facilitate sort of that quick creation style where, you know, we can do a live and it's immediately available versus having to go yeah. back and edit that. It's so much work. So, you know, that's, that's sort of like the progression of, of yeah. what happened. But it's kind of like, so the thing that I always say, and I've been trying to get towards is like a frictionless workflow of kind of being able to just go, okay, like, let's take this podcast, for example, I'll do very minimal editing, because the app that we're using lets you do it all. So I'll just kind of fire it into there. Once this is done, it's done. It doesn't take me more than the time it takes me to actually do the podcast. And that's kind of what you're the beauty of doing Instagram live is when we did one was that you commit for an hour. And that's your hour, right? With a video, you kind of commit into who knows how long because you might have an idea, you might want to do some sort of some nice b-roll, you might want to do all this stuff that sort of will make the video better but will also sort of you don't get a lot back from it especially when you sort of you're as small as we are mm -hmm. in terms of like viewership and stuff it makes sense to just i mean your cameras your phone's got a decent camera on it so just use your camera phone straight away and then you've got something out there and your big thing it feels like to me is when i did that instagram live it was just kind of like there was no building up to it. There was no like, you know, time to get in your head. It was just like, we're going to do an Instagram live. We're going to talk about this and away we go. And that's kind of how I'm trying to approach stuff myself to kind of, because I've seen what you do and I've seen how you kind of get stuff out there immediately. And I kind of want it to be like that for me because you've seen some of my videos as well, where it's kind of, it's not that at all. It takes me forever right. to do stuff because, and then, and then because it takes me forever to do stuff, I, I'm going, well, I don't want to spend six hours doing this. And then suddenly my motivation drops mm. out. And then suddenly I'm in sort of, I mean, that leads me on to sort of talking about one of your most, it might have been your most recent Instagram live post, which was about motivation. And I'm, so I don't know if you know, but we've just gone back into lockdown in the UK on Thursday. Oh, wow. Okay. And it took all of the wind out of my sails, like entirely all the wind out. I was getting out there. I was taking photos. I was doing stuff. And then it's just kind of, yeah, it's completely knocked it out of me a little bit, you know, wow. like just completely winded. And I guess with like, 
I, I watched your motivation thing and I was kind of like, okay, it makes sense to me that I need to sort of take some steps to kind of, and we've spoke about it before where I've kind of started to gamify stuff and started to sort of set myself little goals and targets and stuff. And you're, I mean, you, you do sort of, I guess what I'm trying to say is you do little almost Instagram lives around certain topics at different times, which is kind of handy because it means that I guess your content's evergreen and you can always come back to it rather than having to be topical and sort of, so say I was sort of searching through your own motivation, I want to see something on that. And that's, again, a really smart way of doing stuff. And I feel like, did you say it was your first time doing marketing with um, last year with this stuff? Yeah, so I officially switched into marketing as my uh, full-time career uh, sometime last year. That's where you can see, (laughs) yeah, that's where you can see the difference. You're using actual techniques and actual thinking from outside, which a lot of people don't have. A lot of people just kind of fling stuff out there and do what they've seen other people do. Yours seems way more measured. And that's kind Hmm. of, yeah, talk a little bit about that because that's kind of, that's what I like about your content, I think. Yeah, interesting. So I guess I don't. I think in general, I'm just more of a technical person. So the thing is marketing, I wouldn't say that a formal education, like I sort of had this imposter syndrome at first too, where it was like, okay, I wasn't educated in this. I don't know what I'm doing, but sort of looking at my coworkers, a lot of it is gut-based and it's sort of like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's try this. So it's very problem solving based as well. And, you know, you know this, but I was a software developer right before that. So I definitely carried that, the, the technical aspect of it, the problem solving aspect, because, you know, with code, at least a lot of times you can see the problem, you know, usually it's in the code that you've written, but in marketing, it's sort of like you're on this you're operating on this higher level where you don't know what the code is saying. So you don't know what's wrong. All you know is that, oh, people aren't clicking on your video. Or even if they are clicking on your video, maybe they're not watching for a very long time. Or if they are, they're not taking, maybe they're not taking the action that I want them to during the video. Or, you know, once they get to the page, you know, they're not downloading what I want them to. So there's like all these different points at which people make decisions. And it's it's being able to break that down and figure out, okay, how do I resist or decrease the friction at each of these points? Yeah. And so that's sort of how I, I feel like I'm just sort of hustling, you know, sort of trying to figure it out as I go, because I, I'm not formally educated in this, but it certainly helps to be surrounded by my coworkers and the way they think. But again, you know, I work for a uh, like a small slash medium sized organization, and that is very different than marketing for one person and sort of yeah. a brand more so of one person as well. So it's it's been interesting because I've been able to experiment and play around with a lot of things and I'm still figuring it out. I don't yeah. think I've really figured it out, but you're right in the sense that I definitely try to have an intention in everything that I put out there. Because again, we only have so much energy, so much time, so many interactions with your audience. So you have to make sure every single one is sort of optimized to bring you the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you said hustle there, which is like everyone's on the hustle, but nobody's quite sure how the hustle works. And I think that it's a weird thing that people are always sort of, is it? Basically, we're all playing the same game. We're all playing the same sort of trying to get people's attention game and trying to grow ourselves and grow what we do. But the, I mean, depending where you approach it. So from my point of view, I treat it like it's software and I treat it like it's a user interacting with it. You treat it like a marketing sort of exercise, but you've still got the software stuff in there. But then there's there's people who sort of treat it as a money-making exercise and can sort of build 80,000 subscribers in a week and stuff like that. And it's interesting that, there's so many variations on sort of how you approach doing what is fundamentally exactly the same thing. We're all just trying to get, I mean, we're doing it for different reasons and we've got different motivations in it, but we're all just trying to get people to watch our stuff. So it's interesting to sort of see all the different, there isn't a one size fits all thing for it, which is really cool to me because I can kind of, I'm a tester in real life. So I can kind of explore stuff and sort of mess with stuff in the same way that I guess you do from a problem solving point of view, because you don't, People are weird creatures and it's hard to sort of gauge 
exactly what people are going to, um, I guess, engage with. I guess that's exactly the word that I'm looking for. But is yeah, is so uh, one thing that I did note with what you do, and we've spoken about it again before. If you want to go and listen to that, that's on Joyce's Instagram. Probably it's somewhere mm-hmm. hidden in mm-hmm. there somewhere. But bright colors you're really good at and i went back on your youtube just to try and refresh my memory on what i was actually watching originally and your your posts and your thumbnails are so like bright and just look at this and i think that is that something you've sort of learned from marketing or is that just something that you draw into as a natural thing of being like bright colors mean that people are going to pay attention probably a little bit of both although it's hard to remember what my mindset was in the beginning but um, I think typically, I mean, this all sort of goes with the per- the personal side of my life, which is that for myself, I am somebody that hides a lot. You know, I don't like attention. I don't like speaking up during group meetings, things like that. So I really had to overcome that when I started this journey at the beginning of the year. And that's why I didn't really make yeah. a lot of movement at first, because I was just trying to get used to putting myself out there for you know many many months right and writing blog posts that were very very personal to me you know about things like sexual assault and relationships and dating um just very sensitive topics right um and then sort of getting to this point um i don't really know what my point was in bringing that up but i think I, i was just trying to emphasize that there's been a journey um on the personal side as well and so i think um when you see the colors right you think, oh, you know, maybe that's just her, you know, she likes bright colors. And in general, you know, if you look at my closet, yeah. it's totally like bland colors, like gray, black, because I I typically okay. have not wanted to stand out in my life. And a lot of my in allowing myself to be seen, right? So maybe that yeah. has also contributed to, you know, brighter colors but also again there is a marketing aspect to that and um yeah i think in general the thought that went through my mind with instagram was like everybody sort of used templates you know um yes and i do too to some extent but i just remember thinking to myself like i really want to look different you know i want to have a different brand because a lot of women especially the more feminine side they have like a lot of like plant type thing and like i don't know more like natural tones and really like thin typefaces and stuff you tend to get when it's like a lifestyle thumbnail or a lifestyle instagram post i get exactly what you mean like i've seen it a million times yeah yeah so i was just like "Mm, i don't really love that and uh yeah the yellow (laughs) the yellow on my profile was sort of a recent thing so um yeah it's just the yellow is the thing that kind of sticks, though. The yellows, I mean, I've said it to you before, but the yellow is is just, you'll be scrolling Instagram and you've got loads of, like, filters and you've got loads of people just doing random shit that just doesn't sort of grab you. And then you see a bright yellow something and you're like, okay, let me read this. Um, the the There's a company called Joby that make the um, Grillapod uh, tripod things. And they use, like, bright blues and reds and stuff. And I always... A big splash of color always draws your attention. Like anybody's attention would just be drawn to that. And I think that you do a real, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't read all of your blog mm-hmm. posts, but the fact that they kind of jump out at me means means that I at least see what the title is. And I see that, you know, if it says motivation on it and I want to read about motivation, then I'm going to look at it. I'm going to sort of have a look into it. And yeah, I think that it does a good job of doing that. And I think that it's something that's sorely lacking when you're building something. A lot of people, like you say, templates aren't the way to go. I, I know they're easy, but it's, it's better that you spend a bit of time learning, sort of not learning colour theory and learning how all that kind of stuff works because that's a lot of input. But yeah, I think you do a sort of decent job of just sort of grabbing attention. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> you just grab attention. I, I don't know. I, I want I want to kind of break it down and understand it, but then I don't at the same time because I, I just, I know that a lot of people struggle with getting people's attention. That's one of the biggest things on these sort of sites is that how do I get attention? And one of the simplest ways is just put a big color in there, big block of color and just go, there you go, read this. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because when you were talking earlier about how everybody has a different goal 
in creating. Yes. I thought to myself, you know, I think a lot of people either don't know what their goal is or they don't they don't want to admit that their goal is something, right? So That's, there yeah. are people that, you know, the casual people who are just on Instagram, they're there for connection. They're there for watching other people. And so there's sort of like this air of like nonchalance of like, oh, if they post something, they're not trying to get attention. They're just, you know, posting a really yeah. great photo of themselves, right? But then there are the other people who, you know, they just post random things that inspire them and they want to share that with people but it's not necessarily reaching yeah. a large audience because they're not doing it in a technical experimental way, right? Where they're using yeah. it as a skill. So I think there's just so many things where, you know, I think people aren't willing to admit it or they just don't know what their goal is. But if you really dig into that, you know, the person who's trying to inspire, right? Of course they want a bigger audience to interact with, right? They want to share yeah. inspiration with people who will talk back at them. And, because they're like, oh, but marketing is not really my thing, then they're not going to get the outcome that they're looking for because in their mind, they're just thinking, oh, I just want to inspire people. But it's like, do you really? Or is there more to it? And how do you get that, right? It's like, yeah. it's like you're talking specifically to me, because I think we've had a similar conversation of being like, um, I don't know what, I've, I've said to you before, I don't know how to market myself. And I think that that's kind of, that is a cop-out as I think you said to me as a cop out, it's not that I don't know how to market myself. It's that I don't want to try and market myself, I think. And I think that that's kind of, it's, it's a, it's an interesting one from sort of the, the communities and stuff that the, like the new tubers community is. And sort of there's loads of different communities. that I like that where people will go in there and all they want is, Oh, watch my video, like subscribe to my channel. And they don't, there's no sort of, I don't think there's any thought in it. I don't think there's any sort of what, well, why, what, do you understand what a normal person is, for instance, say me or you, do they understand what a subscription means to me or you as a viewer? So sort of, if I'm going to follow you on Instagram, the reason I'm following you is I want something out of it. And that's me. And I think that that's kind of not, not everyone has that mindset, but I feel like a lot of people have that mindset where what am I actually going to get from you? Why am I interested in you? And I think that there's a lot of people on there that are just trying to build sort of these massive communities for whatever reason. Maybe they want to be an influencer. Maybe they want to be something like that. But they don't, they're not going about it in like a necessarily a, an honest way. They're kind of just going, oh, look at this, look at this. And trying to get people to come and sort of follow, subscribe, any of that kind of stuff. Because their ulterior motive, motive is they want to make money or whatever, which is fine. But I feel like they should sort of, be a bit more open about it and not just kind of like if they come into us somewhere and they're like follow me well why why do you want mm. that number why just tell me that you want to make money if that's what you want to do like you don't have to hide it we're all out here hustling <laughs> and stuff it's fine to want to make money it's fine to want to reach more people but i feel like like you've said to me before people need to come to terms with sort of what they're trying to get out of something and whether it's youtube podcast instagram streaming anything that you do i think that the best sort of thing that you can do as you're sort of growing and starting out is defining what you think that you need to be sort of what you what you think your goal is and what you think sort of it leads me to my end question but i'm not going to ask it yet because it's annoying it's I, we're not there <laughs> yet but basically basically what i was going to ask you and sort of what i ask at the end of these podcasts is like what's your end game in content creation? Like, what's the goal? What, what do you want to do? And I guess like more people need to look at that and sort of introspectively go, what am I actually trying to achieve here? Because it's all very well recording yourself sort of, I don't know, playing a game or talking for an hour, but what are you trying to do? Like what, what's the reason for doing that? What value do you give to a person is really important. And I think that um, with you, you've got a very definite, I know what I want to do. I know that I want to coach people. I know that I want to sort of help people to grow. I want to sort of, yeah, I keep saying motivate, but you do want to motivate people. You do want to make people be better in themselves. And you've come at it from that point of view of having a very, like, this is the goal that I want. And I know it's changed a little bit on how you're trying to get to it, but yours is really clear. And I think that a lot of people are missing that and could do from sort of, could do, you know, they need to just sit down and go, what am I trying to do? Like, what am I trying to accomplish? I definitely need to do that, to be honest. Like, 
that's something that I think that I need to do. Um, yeah, I, I think, think it, that, yeah. it's, it's it, a strange it definitely one. goes back to um, that divide that I was talking about in the beginning about process versus results oriented, right? Creators yeah. are very process oriented. They're all about perfecting their craft. They're about, you know, being the yeah. best that they can be. And there's sort of this um, idealism, right? Or I don't know what other word, like maybe like a little pretentious, right? <laughs> to, to say like, oh, yeah, yeah. well, I want the best quality, right? But at the end yeah. of the day, um, that doesn't produce results. Sometimes it does no, if it you doesn't. get lucky. But um, when you start focusing on results, that's when the creative inside of you is saying, okay, but now are you just using people for for your art, yeah. you know, are you, you know, so I think it's like having to come to terms with that little voice that's saying that you're, you're yeah. being manipulative and you're using people and it's not pure anymore in your mind. Yeah. And that's sort of what I had to come to terms with as well, because, you know, you make it sound so good, like, oh, Joyce, you want to coach and all this stuff. But I mean, end of the day, my bottom line is how much money am I making, you know? Because mm -hmm. the unfortunate thing is that money makes the world go round. So, of course, I want to do something that I like doing and that contributes to the world in a positive way. Um, but I would love to make a living, you know, while doing it. And I think that's the thing that uh -huh. people are more shy to talk about, right? Because it's sort of like, yeah. well, duh, like, what, what do you think we do? Like, we can't just, we need to feed our families yeah. and like live. So right now I work full time, um, as you know, at a office job, but I mean, the dream would definitely be to not have to do that anymore. Right. So I think it's yeah. a little bit misguided, you know, people who don't recognize the marketing side of things where they're always like, oh, well, you know, why don't, why don't you just create this sort of thing for free? Like they think I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart, which I'm like, yes, but also no, because I mean, yes, it's the money, but at the same time where the money is, is also what people want. And so once you yes. figure out, okay, the money's flowing, then you're like, okay, I'm tapping into what people want. That means I'm providing them value. And so it's not necessarily a self-serving or conniving thing. It's sort of like, okay, how do I serve my audience? How do I find the right audience? Those are the marketing questions, right? So, yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense though. Like it, you, this, the, like you said, the dirty little secret of all this is you want to make money. That's where we've got affiliate links. That's how we've got all of these things. And it's not kind of, I don't think it should be a dirty little secret. I think it should just be, because at the end of the day, nobody's paying for these things. If you actually, there's no victim to mm -hmm. it, if that makes sense. Like, so if you've got an if you've got an Amazon affiliate link that nobody you're not paying for, if somebody uses that link they're not paying anything extra they're just kind of going okay here's a bit of money that I would like to go to this creator and Amazon sorting that out and it's kind of it, it's all this little stuff that builds up to sort of it, it shouldn't be it should it's not hurting anybody for you to be like actually you need to pay me a little bit of money because that's like you say how the world goes around but I, it's just. I don't know why people are so shy about it, but I also don't understand why people, and this is a big internet thing more than it is anything. I don't understand why people need follows and likes when they're not doing anything. <laughs> you said a word there. Uh -huh. You said value. And value is, a lot of people misunderstand what value is because a lot of people see value as money and that's not necessarily mm -hmm. what value is. Sometimes it is, sometimes it absolutely is. But sometimes it's, is it helping me with something or is it sort of enriching my life in some way? And I think this is a this is a software thing again, and it's going to sound boring, but I, I don't know. If, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, but basically, when you're building something, if it's not giving the user any value, then why are you building it? And that's how I sort of look at stuff from that point of view, because that's my bread and butter. That's what I understand every day. And I see when I see somebody's video and they're asking for feedback, or when I see somebody's YouTube post, uh, sorry, someone's Instagram post, and that, and the kind of wishy washy, but the kind of you can tell that they want likes because they've mm -hmm. hashtagged it. So it's going to show up somewhere. So you know that they want the likes, but why are they only half assing it is always my sort of thought in it. Like if you want something, go after it and do it and sort of give you, give you, give yourself a value in that space. 
So I know that I want to show people how to use cameras and how to make content and that kind of thing. So my thing is I try and be valuable in that space and I'm consciously doing it. So I consciously try and choose hashtags and tags and stuff that are questions that people might be asking Mm -hmm. around that thing. And you kind of think about it a bit more when you, when you know what your value is or when you know what your, I guess what, value and and end game i'm going to call it at the same time what your point is like why why are you doing this like what's the point in doing it once you understand that you can tailor stuff and you can be better with it so you can use like there's tools out there that can help you you know like decide what Mm -hmm. your next video is going to be stuff like that and it's all about understanding your niche and i think that your niche is very I mean, it might not be. It is in my world because I don't see it a lot, but I'm, I'm, there's definitely more people like you who are trying to coach people and stuff, I imagine. But because it's new in my world, I'm like sort of drawn to it. I'm like, oh, Joyce does this. I'm going to look at this content because I'm you know, like sort of interested in it, even though... So it's like watching a makeup <laughs> video, for instance. Like I'll watch a makeup video uh-huh. if, it's, if it's well made. I'm not going to buy any makeup. not going to probably wear makeup, but I'm going to watch the video because it's quite well made and it's quite entertaining. And I feel like you do that quite well. So that's why you've sort of drawn me into that for watching stuff. And that's because you understand what your value is. So you understand that you're trying to get, at the end of the day, you're trying to get people to come and sort of work with you. And if you can make it entertaining, then cool, people are going to want to work with you. And that's kind of, if you're just posting a video of you playing a game and not really talking over it, what what's your value there? What do you, you know, what did, why should somebody... For even sure. spend the time with you when they could do sure. it somewhere else because everywhere else time is so valuable and people don't realize it necessarily they just kind of yeah they're happy to just whittle it away but once you get to a point in your life where you're like oh actually i need mm-hmm. to be doing something useful like i'm sort of going through a bit of an identity crisis where i'm like i don't want to be sitting around mm. doing nothing all the time and i find myself mm. doing it quite a lot so that's kind of why i'm trying to pull myself back and i think that there's a lot of people who they don't once they appreciate how valuable their own time is then they stop spending it so frivolously and i think that the almost the the casualty of that becomes the sort of person who is making content but half assing it and then well why am i watching you you're rubbish i'm done with you now i'm going to move to something more important and yeah establishing value is so important that's basically yeah what I was no that's huge say. and as you were talking you, you sort of raised something that I thought was interesting because you talked about how, you know, I think you were surrounded by people who were half-assing and it was sort of like a gaming community. Right. Um, but yeah, the thing is, it's like the reason I realized I don't really feel like what I do is quality or anything like that. And that's why it's sort of a surprise when you say those things, it's because I'm surrounded by a ton of coaches in in my instagram and and so like i follow all of them i support them as well because they're like my fellow coaches you know and they're all doing very very similar things and so i get inspiration from them but also i'm always comparing myself in the sense that like i'm like oh they're doing way more or maybe you know it's a filter that i have because some of those coaches they aren't doing those things but i always compare myself to the best people in my category versus like the average, which I think I'm almost sort of blind to. And I think that's an issue that I have to work on because I'm really hard on myself. Typically I'm like, Oh man, I didn't do this exactly the way that I wanted it. And I realized that, you know, like I could release a video or make a post and it would be perfectly fine to somebody else who's just consuming it. But because I had an idea of yeah. how I wanted it to be and it doesn't meet up to that, then that's when I criticize myself, right? Saying like, oh, I, I made this yeah. post, but you know, the caption needed to be like this much longer, you know? And I didn't do that yeah. because I was too tired, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, even though I'm still doing it, it's not to my standards always. And so I'm having to sort of let go of that too. And just be like, you know what? Yeah. Done is better than perfect, right? And I'm still going to create yeah. no matter what. And I'm going to keep doing that. But, you know, trying to be less critical of myself and watching my own content, you know, because usually once I film something, I don't rewatch it because it's sort of like cringy to me where I'm like, oh, I yeah. shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done it that way. Um, but 
Yeah, I think also as creators, as people trying to make money, entrepreneurs, right? It's like you have to take in that feedback because even though it's terrifying to take in that feedback, you have to do it. And so I've been trying to force myself to engage more with metrics, to engage more and watch the things that I create because if you don't do that, you don't improve, you know? So it's, it's a little scary um, letting people into the process while, when you're like, oh, it's not done yet. You know, uh, I'm still working on it, but yeah. it's easy to get stuck in that mentality and spend way too long trying to perfect something. Yeah. And exactly. Be so it's all about doing. That's what I've realized lately, which is just doing the thing because a lot of people just think about how to do it. They plan how they're going to do it and the best way, all this sort of stuff. But when you're first starting out, you learn the most by actually doing it and just releasing the thing, talking to people, getting feedback. And that's the scariest thing, but also the most effective, I yeah. would say. Yeah, it is. One, one of the big things is you've got to sort of be humble and open to people. Because there's a couple of ways of sort of criticism is, is hard, feedback's hard. But even if somebody completely demolishes your work, there's always a nugget you can take from there in mm. terms of improving. So if you apply that to your next whatever it is, then it, it's going to help. It's, and I know it's only one person, but when you're starting out, one person is equivalent <laughs> to a million people as far as I'm concerned because because at least they've watched it, at least they've invested the time in it. And I'm not saying throw out all of what you do with you know every single video based on what somebody else has said, but it's about being sort of conscious to it and knowing that um, criticism's fine because most of the time it's constructive and most of the time you can take something from it. And I just want to pick up on one more thing that you said there was, the all or no, I call it the all or nothing mentality, which is you're either you have no subscribers and nobody watches your videos or you have a million and that's how you determine success. Mm. It's black or white. And that's not that's not how you should look at stuff. You should never look at stuff like that. So you're looking at it from a case of the best person is successful. So, so they've got however many sort of, you know, their success is up there and you're measuring yourself against that and seeing that you're not there. So you're saying, well, I'm not successful. What you really should be saying is sort of they're the top of the mountain, but I can make my way up the mountain by sort of I'm going to go a thousand feet and two thousand feet and, and sort of you almost goal that out for yourself. So you almost go it's, it's gamifying it, and I've spoken about it before. It's basically where you go this month I'm going to get fifty views of this post, and next month I'm going to get seventy views of this post. You know, like sort of build it up like that. And it takes a lot longer, but it gives you like a little sense of I've done something, I've achieved something. And yeah, you're still not way up there where that person is, but you can see yourself getting closer. And I think that that's a big thing that I've had to sort of, one of the worst things that anybody's ever said to me is, why don't you have more subscribers? Because I don't know why I don't <laughs> have more subscribers. Do you get what I mean? Like it's, I'm doing the mm. best I can. So I shouldn't be looking at it from that point of view. I should be going, well, it's better than it was last time. And that's why when I look at Instagram and when I look at YouTube metrics and stuff, I don't have a massive sample size, but as long as the, the little ticks are green, as long as I'm up on what I was last time, I see it as a little win. And I think that a lot of people don't look at it like that. A lot of people want to be able to basically sprint before mm. they can even crawl. And it's, it's, it's not how it works. It is a grind. And some people, some stuff takes off really quick. And some people know the secret sauce that gets stuff to take off faster. But ultimately, you start at the bottom and edge your way up. You don't start at the bottom and sprint and sort of just dive to the top. It's not how it works. So you should, I mean, not to, <laughs> not to lecture you or anything, but you should definitely be from that point of view sort of going, well, they're your peers, but they're not, they're not necessarily right. your competition, even though they are, but they're not. So from, from like a point of view of, what they actually make that's not your competition you should be confident enough to be like i'm me i'm joyce and i know that nobody else makes the content like i do not that i do because some people do make the same content that's that's be clear about that like a lot of people Mm -hmm. are making the same content but the thing that makes you stand out is the person making the content and that's a big thing that people miss when they first start making stuff is they copy a big like a big youtuber or a big Instagram person or whatever, big photographer, something like that. And they copy their style almost exactly, even to the point where sort of, it's like a common thing in um, stand-up comedy, I guess, is that 
it's like a, a trope in the 90s people were doing jerry seinfeld's voice and basically doing their own jokes but mm-hmm. as jerry seinfeld and that's because he was mm-hmm. the most successful comedian and the same thing happens in content creation is that people just rip off whoever the big person is not realizing they're doing it but they're doing themselves a disservice because they might be really good at something they might be able to approach them from a different angle but they'll never do that because they think that's how a youtuber should be and it's 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 all down to sort of not feeling like what you do would be good enough so you copy what you've seen success looking like if that makes sense which I, I think there's multiple aspects to, to this. And um, I will say that if you want to improve, you have to find people who are ahead of you. So, but yes. you did touch on a point, which is don't look at the person on top of the mountain, but look at your peers. Look for somebody who's approximately yeah. two years, uh, who's ahead of you, ahead of you two years, where you're like, okay, somewhere you can see, right, in the far off distance. And, and then you either study how they did that or you talk to them and you get them to mentor you, right? And I think that's how you start to replicate yeah. certain types of success, right? Um, but also it's interesting because metrics, I totally understand, right? In terms of organic growth, you know, there's some days where I'm like, oh, why am I not growing faster? But that's less of a source of yeah. insecurity for me, I would say, because I understand that it takes time. But it's definitely the creator side of me that feels more shame, probably like the shame of not putting out quality enough content. Right. Or, you know, feeling like it's not good enough or comparing myself to what others create. Not necessarily how well it did, because I don't care about that. Um, But it's more so like, man, that's like really good. They put so much thought and effort. So creative. Right. And I think part of creativity yeah. is just being super vulnerable. And that's sort of touching on what you're saying, which is that you have to find your own sort of flavor to things. And I remember that was really yeah. scary, mostly when, when I was doing YouTube, because there were things where I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, if you're good at you know filmmaking, I bet there's so many little things that people could criticize. Like, I don't know how to do it the way you know? Oh, for sure. And yeah. so same thing with branding, right? You said I choose the yellow colors, but people who actually know branding and designers, they probably shit on my stuff, you know, all day, right? So um, yes. I think it's letting go oh, yeah. of that, like letting go of the fact that there are experts, letting go of the fact that people are, you know, really popular for doing it this way, but just doing what feels more you. And that's like a lot harder to do than, you know, than to talk about it because you know it feels scary it feels like oh man if i do this will people think it's weird or you know it's it's dumb or you know they don't get it because that's really that's terrifying right because we're all looking for some validation of some sort when we create yeah and being weird's okay let's just clarify that being weird is the best thing you can be when you're on something like this because it means that people uh want to come back and watch you i guess um just before we wrap up then let me get to that question sort <laughs> right. of teased about 20 minutes ago now it feels like uh what's your end game with content creation so you decide when when you're done basically when when do you think that you're sort of in a place where you can walk away from it and you're sort of happy with what you've done what's the goal mm, i would say never because <laughs> that's the answer that i want Last last time I got like, oh, when I bought a house for my mom and it's like, well, that's sort of, that's, you need to be loftier than that, surely. So uh, it's so hard to say because like the thing is, you know, I I believe that there's always going to be a reason to create, right? Something and it's going to look different and it has looked different if you look at just my past year, right? Of how many different things, how many mediums that I learned and expressed myself through. But the the yeah. thing that remained consistent was that I was focused on giving, right? Giving that value. And, and I think it's just so healthy for me as a person because I'm somebody who sometimes reads things and gets stuck in my own head and creating allows me to, to bring life to it. And it allows me to just define it better. 
um, because when other people see it yeah. and then it's sort of like, oh, okay, well, the, the way she's describing it doesn't really make sense. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it doesn't make sense to me in my own head, right? So like that iterative process where you're constantly refining and learning to communicate better and bringing ideas, like abstract ideas into something tangible, that to me is something that is a valuable yeah. process. And yeah, it might not be Instagram forever, but I definitely want to keep creating and be close to that. Um, so I don't know, does that answer yeah. your question or are you wanting something more tangible? <laughs> I don't want anything tangible. You answer it however you want. Basically your, your thing from what I've sort of, every time I've sort of spoken with you has always been about like growth and sort of infinite possibilities almost of just like, I'm just going to keep doing whatever I want to do in terms of trying to get to a, yeah, get to be able to sort of do your thing. And I guess that, yeah, it doesn't have to be tangible. Why does it have to be tangible? It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. Do you want to do your plugs since you've been here for <laughs> nearly sure. an hour? And just sort of tell people where they can find you. Yeah, so, so yeah. you can find me at The Abundance Coach, uh, separated by periods on Instagram. And um, you can probably find all my website stuff there as well. I'm sort of in transition. But um, something that I do want to plug is um, I'm launching a program at the end of November. And this program is what I call a dream accelerator. So, so sort of like a startup accelerator, except it's for dreams. So <laughs> basically it's uh, if, if you're somebody who's, you know, stuck in your nine to five and you, you want to do something a little more meaningful, you want to start a side hustle that maybe turns into a business, sort of my whole journey this past year. Um, and you want to redefine who you are. Like maybe you were like me where you were never creative your entire life. And now you're like, you know what? I want to pick up a camera and maybe I want to even start a business as a photographer. Um, what does it look like to redefine who you think you are and move towards the person you actually want to be not who society's told you to be, not what you feel like is safe to be. So that's sort of the space that I want to create in the the Dream Accelerator. It's called the Abundance Circle. So um, more info on that to come, but definitely look out for that if you're interested. And I'm super excited for it. So, yeah. <laughs> it does sound exciting. It's something that, so that's the sort of, the, the big thing is that I always pe hear people go, oh, I'm not creative. And I, I hate it so much because everyone is creative. Everybody is, but we just don't understand how to sort of, how they're creative. So some people might be really good at knitting. Some people might be really good at, you know, some people might want to draw. Some people might want to make music, all that kind of stuff. People are just, well, I don't do that. So why, why would I do that? Like they're stuck in their own head with it. So that seems like it's going to be, a really cool thing to check out i will put all of your links in the description of this by the way because that's sort of a nice thing to do so if you're listening to this check in the description and all of joyce's links will be there awesome um yeah it's been a really good conversation yeah, so thanks thank for having for me on. this has been awesome um yeah and then i will when you actually have it going i'll give it another shout out and run here okay so that's the end of this so thanks for listening and <laughs> bye, bye I guess. yeah that's it